You're listening to the Icebox Radio Theater. Up next, we have an original series produced right here. About three years back, while doing our comedy podcast, Funny in a Small Town, our own Caleb Silvers began channeling a tough, hard-boiled detective character, which was so perfect, a listener dubbed him Lance Manley, library detective. And we've never looked back. Stay tuned now for the pilot episode of that series as Caleb Silver stars in Lance Manley and the case of the most dangerous dame. Too Bright, the only book light you can see from outer space presents Lance Manley, Library Detective. There's a million readers in the Naked City. My job, keep them in line. It's a tough racket doing security at the local public library, but this is my promise to you. Every overdue book borrower, Every mouthy chatterbox, every matronly loudmouth holding up the checkout line so she can show you, show you pictures of her grand dog will have to answer to me, Lance Manley. We'll be back with Lance Manley in just a moment. But first, friends, if your pages are looking darker, if your reading lamp just doesn't seem to be getting the job done anymore, perhaps it's time to invest in your future, your children's future, with a new reading lamp from Too Bright, the former defense contractor that knows illumination. With the Too Bright Reading Lamp, you not only get a perfectly legible page, but sleek styling, whisper-quiet operation, and the knowledge that the bulb and circuitry in your lamp was once used to signal aircraft carriers miles out at sea. And your local electrician can affordably upgrade your home's power capacity to accommodate the brightest light you'll ever own. Consult your telephone directory for the Too Bright dealer near you today. And now, Lance Manley, Library Detective. In a tiny alcove high above the stacks of the public library, a frosted glass door stands waiting for trouble. The word security is spelled out in black lettering on the glass, but you get the idea security is the last thing you'll find beyond this threshold. For on the other side of the glass, sitting behind a battered oak desk, is the cop of cataloging the Seamus of the stacks, the dick of Dewey Decimals, Lance Manley. Library detective. Come in. Mr. Manley? Lance Manley? That's what it says in the door, sweetheart. Well, actually, it doesn't say that, but I don't have time to argue right now. May I speak with you? Well, luscious little lips like yours are always welcome in this office, dollface. Come on in and take a load off. Oh, thank you. Well, what can I do for you? I'm Penny Pride, patron number 1874350. I was told to speak to you about a matter of some overdue books. Yeah, Lexus overextendus, eh? That's a shame, dollface. Who's the perp? I am. You? All right, get out. But, Mr. Manley... I don't care how beautiful you are, dollface. The only way I'll talk to a scum like you is through a wire screen. Mr. Manley, please, give me a chance to explain. You got three seconds before Blackie and I show you the exit. Blackie? My side iron, dollface. That's a stapler. That's right. (laughs) And I know how to use it. So get talking or get walking. Very well. I've been falsely accused of failing to return library materials, Mr. Manley. You hear that a lot around here. Give me the skinny. First, I understand I've mislaid my card. Ordered a replacement? Oh, yes. But it'll be some time before I receive it. I'm treating myself to the deluxe model with the fingerprint identification and GPS technology. That's a nice card. It's worth it. All right. Let's hear your story. Five books, all checked out last month, taken out on the same day, and not returned. 
That would make them, what, about, uh, two weeks overdue? Well, about that, yes. So what's the beef? You still got some time on the grace period. Peek under the lacy under things in your boudoir one more time and I bet you'll find them. Oh, you don't understand. Mr. Manley, I never checked out those books. Yeah, I'd heard that before. Sure I had. How many hours at Main Sir could I endure the prattle of some character assuring me that the auto repair manual or cheap paperback the record said was overdue had never been anywhere near the squalid flop he called home. Denial was a top tune on the library hit parade, and had been for years. But something about this dame was different. Something about her made me want to believe her sob story. And it wasn't just the way her summer reading t-shirt made me wistful for warmer days. <laughs> All right, dollface, I'll look into it. Oh, you will? Oh, thank you, Mr. Manley. You don't know what this means to me. Can it? Until I get the load on in this case, everyone's a suspect. Especially luscious little you. But you're willing to help, and I'm thankful. Can't I express a little gratitude? No. Not even a little? Not even a little. You won't even take an itsy, bitsy piece of gratitude? I won't. Until I know more, you're still my main suspect. I'm sorry to be hard with you, dollface, but that's the way it is. Oh, I don't mind you being hard with me, Mr. Manley. <laughs> Under the right circumstances, that's even better than a good book. <laughs> it took me a minute, but my collar cooled eventually, and I was left with this sour feeling that, beautiful or not, this dame meant trouble. But cases like this are what I signed up for when I started this job, untangling webs that caught beautiful dames like Penny Pride, caught her like a gorgeous sexy fly stuck in a wall, in a web called Circumstance. That's what it was all about. Or maybe I had it wrong. Maybe I was thinking three feet south of my brains and wanted Penny Pride to be innocent and grateful for entirely personal reasons. Either way, I had a job ahead and $63 worth of library materials to recover. First stop, the keyboard where old man Dynex coughed up the dame's personal record. Penny Pride was a model library user, averaged two books a week, an occasional overdue, but she always paid her fines in cash when she brought the books back. And she always brought the books back. Her story took on a little luster in my eyes, but I was still nowhere near finding the missing books. I checked the titles the rumpus was about and was shocked. Five books, all hardback, all from the children's collection. Now I knew something was up. From the way Penny Pride filled out a pair of mom jeans, I knew it had been a long time since Curious George held any allure for her. So I had a lead and a pretty good idea where to start. Doghouse Riley was a part-time janitor and full-time snitch who flopped down in the bowels of the library basement. Not much happened between the stacks that he didn't know about. You down here, Doghouse? That you, Lance? Oh, cut the chatter. I got questions. Oh, sure, Lance. Whatever you say, you say. Just passing the time, the time. No reason to get jundies in a bunch of ain't. Always at your service. That's Doghouse Riley. Always is. So what you got you so bent out of shape? It's bent. <sighs> well, then what else? A dame. Oh, that's tough, Lance. It is. It is. What can I do for you for you? Well, missing books, junior collection. All hardback. All overdue two weeks. Picture books? With pictures? That's right. Oh, that's tough, it is. Word on the street is that we've been losing a lot of picture books we have. Well, this is the first I've heard about it. 
Where it is, it's all low down on the down low. Picture books go overdue. Patron says they never seen them. Library ends up filing them under non-retrievable. Gone forever, forever gone. Hmm. And what do your sources say about the cause of this trouble in Kittyland? Oh, nothing for sure, for sure, but uh, I do hear tale about a frail, I do. A dame? A skirt. Little tyke, about ten years old. Word is she's always hanging around but never checking out, out checking. Feed you knew about her, Lance. I can't keep track of every tyke that pushes the grace period. Usually all it takes is a stern word and they come around to the right side of the law and never go past the due date again. This one's a harder case, case hard. You might recognize her, you might. I'm talking about Pigtail Mary. Pigtail Mary. Now there was a name I hadn't heard in quite a while. Every library has one. A kid, regardless of age, who goes over the limit, never pays the fine, and when she does bring the books back, six, ten, and even, there's jam or chocolate smeared somewhere in the pages, usually right at the good part. I kicked her out more than once, but like an unwanted cat or a case of the clap, she just kept coming back. But to check out on someone else's card, that was a step up for this tiny terror. That took brains, and guile, and Penny Pride's library card. Lucky for me, I found Mary in the darkest corner of the junior room where we hid the doll in Silverstein. Hello, Mary. Oh, it's you, Manly. Here to harass poor innocent patrons again? If I see one, I'll be sure to apologize to her. Hmm. Huh. What do you got here? Hey! I was gonna check those out! Seuss, sixed in a Sid, Lily's purple plastic purse. Kind of below your reading level, ain't they? What's it to you, Flatfoot? Nothing. Just checking on your stack of picture books, that's all. Well, give them back. I gotta get home in time for supper. Mom's making sauerkraut tonight. My favorite. Sure, sure. Just one last thing. May I see your library card? My... my what? I said library card. You gotta have one to check out books, right? Sure, sure, Seamus. I, I get you. Let me just uh, dig into my strawberry shortcake backpack here and, uh, smoke bomb! Pigtail Mary threw something imaginary on the ground and ran away under the cover of pretend smoke. I'd been prepared for this and wore my sensible wingtips with good arch support. So I took off as a fat, took off at a fast clip, and before long, I was right at her heels. You'll never catch me, copper! I already have, see? I've got you by the collar, your feet are whirling comically in the air. Then... you'll never take me alive! Really? Okay. Okay? Yeah, okay. No one's ever threatened to off themselves over library books before. I want to see how this plays out. What do you have, a, a gun or a bomb or something? Fine. Take the stupid books. And Miss Pride's library card. Yeah, yeah, it's all here. But this is a public building, Manly. You can't keep me out of here forever. You can't even keep me out of here for two weeks. I'll be back. I'll be back. And when I come back, there'll be so much chocolate. Ha! That was, as the French say, fiend to this case. The books got returned, collection maintenance got a well-deserved vacation from Pigtail Mary's fingerprints, and one very grateful Penny Pride recovered her library card. Oh, I don't know how to thank you, Mr. Manley. I'll start by calling me Lance, dollface, and pour the champagne. Oh, 
I had no idea your job was this exciting, Lance. Well, most days it ain't. For if you put pursuit in the reference section, there are five days of nothing but calm, quiet reading. Hour after hour of fingering the pages in search of knowledge. You like fingering pages, Lance? Oh. <laughs> nothing better, Penny. Who doesn't get excited by literature? What will you do now? Oh, come here, sweetheart. I think it's time for a little research. Too Bright, the reading lamp that can melt your face off has brought you Lance Manley, Library Detective. Script by Jeffrey Adams based on characters created by Caleb Silvers and the Funny in a Small Town crew. Let's see, we had Ayla McIntosh as Penny Pride. Karen Schickel, yes, absolutely. Karen Schickel as Pigtail Mary. Uh, Justin Kaplow played Doghouse Riley. And Caleb Silvers is Lance Manley. Library Detective. Next up on the Icebox Radio Theater, the Sleuth of the Stacks returns with a true IBRT original. Lance Manley, Library Detective, began as a one-off joke during a Funny in a Small Town podcast and has grown completely out of control. So tune your radios to danger, literary danger, as Caleb Silvers returns now as Lance Manley. Too Bright, the book light that's illegal in five states and the District of Columbia presents Lance Manley, Library Detective. There's a million readers in the Naked City. My job keeps the book, the books they read clean. And by clean, I mean without smudges, fingerprints, or cookie crumbs embedded in the binding. It's impossible in the best of times, and impossible the rest of times. It's un but it's a living, and it's who I am, Lance Manley. We'll be back to Lance Manley in just a moment. But first, friends, have you ever considered the possibility that your neighbors are laughing at you? That those sidelong looks at your yard as they walk by, or the half-smile, half-smirk directed your way at the block party or Christmas gathering might really represent deep-seated disrespect for your tastes, your home, your political views? Do you spend long nights at a second-story window with binoculars keeping watch on the neighbor's house just because? Then you might be a too-bright man. Yes, Too Bright, the book light you can see from space understands that compensating for something cannot be done in half measures. So we assure that your products, in addition to bringing the words of your favorite book, periodical, or pamphlet leaping off the page in perfect white-hot legibility, can also blind your enemies in the event of a quick getaway or preemptive strike. Now available strictly via mail order, True Bright comes in three models. The Eisenhower clamp-on model, the Nixon floor stander, and the John Birch shoulder-mounted tactical unit. Send $2 for your free catalog to Catalog 3 Castro Boulevard, Casa del Loco, Cuba. Do it today before they find out. And now back to Lance Manley, Library Detective. In a tiny alcove high above the stacks of the public library, a frosted glass door keeps evildoers at bay and bibliophiles fingering the stacks in safety. For on the other side of that glass, sitting behind a battered oak desk, is the cop of cataloging, the Seamus of the stacks, the dick of Dewey Decimals, Lance Manley, library detective. In all the reading rooms and all the back stacks in all the world, there's one thing every spine slammer fears above all, the vandal. 
Sometimes it's just a kid with crayons adding eyeglasses to curious storage in the Lorax. Other times it can be a misguided intellectual writing criticism in the margins of the latest science book the New York Times pegged as accessible. Whatever the case, vandals are boogeymen to librarians. Most of the time their unholy work can be undone with a gum eraser and a little elbow grease. But not this time. This time was different. It all started when I saw a shadow across my frosted glass door. Manly, what's the meaning of this? It was the boss lady, Effie Standish, head librarian and one tough cookie. We had a begrudging respect for each other, born of necessity. She had to keep dark forces away from her books, and I had to keep my bank account just above water, if only just. Well, Manly, you gonna take all day? Sorry, boss, I had to finish the narration. Explain this. The book you just threw on my desk? It looks like a hardback James Patterson. What's the beef? Open it. I don't get it. You don't, eh? Well, that's funny. Since I was under the impression you were supposed to be security around here. Cripes. Boss, this entire book has been... Ruined? Replaced. Every page covered in whiteout. You don't say. It's a tragedy, Manly. I've never seen the like of it before. An entire book altered until it's unrecognizable. You find this in the stacks? Yes. Right where it belongs, in with the rest of the Pattersons. Only this one, instead of being a taut thriller about 1950s Berlin, is the heartwarming story of two people finding love in the autumn of their lives. That's a pretty big change. That's nothing. The latest Joe Hill was changed into a long essay about local architecture. And, uh, Fifty Shades of Grey is now about growing cold-framed tomatoes. Who could do something like this? Any decent bookbinder, of course. Mrs. Riley used to do binding here at the library, but she's been retired for years. Hmm. Any clues? Uh, that is your job. I want this over, Manly. I want this criminal caught, and all the books he's vandalized put right. Consider this your annual review. Meaning? Meaning, if you don't catch this scum, you can hit the bricks by walking on them. Effie was tough, it was true, but she didn't waste words. If she was threatening my job over this case, then it must be serious. So I started where anyone would, the book in front of me. The cover was classic Patterson, block letters in gold, a title that promised global intrigue when you cracked open the spine. But all that disappeared like some cigar smoke in the wind. Most every page of the book had been carefully rewritten. Where Patterson's prose fit, the culprit kept it intact didn't, a thin layer of correcting fluid had been applied to the page, and new words written over with an old typewriter. A Smith Corona, if I knew my vintage typography. The job was crude, but carefully, even lovingly done, as if the vandal wasn't really out to destroy the books, just change them. But the only thing criminal about the whole enterprise was the writing, which would have given my AP English teacher two strokes and a drinking problem. Bad. You haven't read bad until you've read this dribble. Luckily, that wasn't my problem. I just had to focus on the books, not the words. And the book gave me plenty of clues. 
I didn't have a suspect yet, or a motive, but I did have a starting place, and he was right there in the library's basement. You busy, Doghouse? Oh, hey, Lance. What can I do you for? Do you for? Yeah, Doghouse Riley. The library's resident custodial engineer, fix-it man, and, in a pinch, amateur detective. What I didn't notice, Doghouse did. And despite his punch-drunk demeanor, he remembered everything. You done with the narration, Lance? You're a funny guy, Doghouse. You seen this? It's a book, ain't it? Oh, two for two, Doghouse. Ah. You'll laugh right today. We got a problem upstairs, and Boss Lady wants it over by yesterday. What's the beef? Just a Patterson, ain't it? Someone's messing with the collection. Take a gander at that book, and you'll see what I mean. Hey, this ain't right. No kidding. These words been changed, been changed. I make it a correction fluid and typewriter job. Smith Corona, most likely. Yeah, could be, but how you gonna type into a hardbound book? How you gonna? Book don't fit in no typewriter. Get all smushed like it would. Well, our boss lady thinks our crook is bookbinding skills. Thinks the culprit takes the book apart, types in the new words, and then puts it back together. Uh, yeah, could be. Mm-hmm. Something wrong? Oh, no, no, Lance. What could be wrong be wrong? So we're looking for somebody with a whole lot of whiteout, a typewriter, and the ability to rebind books. That's about the size of it, yeah. Uh, you, uh, had a typewriter down here, didn't you, Doghouse? What? You accusing me, Lance? I thought we was friends. We put was. Out, put out the fire. No one's accusing you of anything. But I gotta cover all the angles, and I remember a battered manual sitting on your desk. Oh, yeah. I got rid of that a long time ago. Used it to type envelopes for supply orders. I did, but I do all that with my phone now. Join the 21st century, huh? Can't live in the past, Lance. I got my mops and such from the dot-coms now, dot-coms. Yeah, but that typewriter, though, it was... Yeah, Lance? That typewriter sat right there on that spot, didn't it? What, here? On your desk, yeah. I suppose that's where it sat. I don't remember, honestly, honestly. Doghouse. Yes, Lance? There's dust all over this desk except where that typewriter sat. You can see a dust-free zone right about the right size. Uh, yeah, yeah, well, uh, I'm not much of a housekeeper. Where's the typewriter, Doghouse? I told you, Lance, I got rid of it. Trash? Sure. You, Doghouse Riley, just threw out a working manual typewriter. Yeah, why not? Shame. Tom Hanks would have paid a little dime or two for a dime. I don't like that. Yeah, well, live and learn, I guess. Loved them in Forrest Gump. Oh, classic. Yeah. Is that all you need, Lance? Just the one more thing. Uh, in all the orders you've done on your phone, any chance you've picked up a large quantity of whiteout? Whiteout? No, of course not. Who uses that stuff anymore? That, that stuff? Our mystery man does. Well, I can tell you I didn't order it for him. Now, if you excuse me, that radiator in the junior room ain't gonna fix itself itself. Doghouse Riley's a friend. We've chewed the fat more than once, even literally that one time we set the grill up out back. But something was up with him now. He was cagey and evasive, and his yarn about tossing an old typewriter into the trash didn't hold water. Doghouse could fix, rebuild, or refurbish anything. His whole office was full of antiques that he'd brought back to life, and the dustless square on his desk has said his typewriter had disappeared recently, not in the distant past like he'd made it. But I didn't figure him to be our book vandal. That idea didn't stand up without crutches. Plus, Doghouse was as honest as a Michener is long, and when I'd ask him straight up if he'd ordered a large quantity of whiteout, 
He looked me square in the eye and said no. There was a piece of this I was missing, and I knew where to find it, but it wasn't gonna be easy. Come in. Well? Good afternoon to you too, boss. Can the wisecracks, Manly. Have you put a stop to the vandalism around here? Relax, boss. The day is young. <sighs> Look at that. Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone. Ruined! Hmm. What's the angle this time? Don't ask. Let's just say the boy who lived is now very focused on painting watercolors along the North Shore. Well, they probably taught painting at Hogwarts. Can the jokes. Why are you here? I got a lead on a suspect. Who? I'll just as soon not tell you in case things don't pan out, but I need access to the employee records. Think it's an inside job? It may be. Who? Like I said, boss, I'd rather not. And I'd rather not give you access to the employee records. They're confidential. Do you want this solved or not? Not at that price. Accusing staff of such a heinous crime? Ridiculous. Get your can in gear, Manly. Or get busy looking for another job. Being threatened with firing was certainly nothing new coming from Effie, but it felt a little different this time, and I could see her point. I was in charge of security around here, and someone was ruining books on my watch. Kind of an existential crisis for a gumshoe like me. I went back to my office and weighed my options. I didn't like how they added up, but I was getting desperate. So I turned out my office light, sat back in my chair, and waited. An hour or so later, I heard Effie Standish leave her office down the hall and lock up the library. I waited ten minutes, then went silently down to Effie's office. I got out my lock-picking kit, the souvenir from a previous life, and made ready to open Effie's door the hard way. That's when I noticed it was ajar. Someone had beaten me to it. A single flashlight strobe crazily around the walls, giving me just enough light to make out a figure standing at the filing cabinets. I couldn't see who it was, but I could see he was digging in the cabinet's employee records section. He didn't see me yet, so I made with the cat feet and crept closer. I almost got right up on him when the beam from a too bright tactical unit hit me square in the face. Still hadn't seen him, but now I knew he had a good right hook. I got up and staggered out the door to the hallway. There were two staircases, one to my left and one to my right, both empty. I tried to listen for any sign of him, but came up with zero. My head was still ringing, and the mystery man was gone. That's when I spotted a piece of paper down at my feet. Mystery man must have shed it, making like Jesse Owens. I picked it up and couldn't believe what I was holding in my hands. I had a solid case now, but I didn't like it. I went back into Effie's office to do what I originally came to do, and two minutes of rustling gave me all the info I needed. Back in my office, I mulled things over and decided the straight and narrow was the only way. So I rattled off an email telling the interested parties to meet me here in the morning. It was time to have this out. At 9 a.m. sharp, my office door was flung open by an angry librarian. We open in an hour, Manly, and I have things to do. Cool your heels, boss. Take the good chair. I plan to. You solved it? Yeah. 
Caught the monster? We'll see. You'd better, or this means your job. You've made that abundantly clear, but things should be coming together any second now. And right on schedule. Come on in, doghouse. Hi, Lance. Oh, good morning, Miss Standish. This again? Come on, Manly, you're barking up the wrong tree. There is no way Doghouse would deface books. Is there, Doghouse? Of course not, Miss Standish. That's a crime. It is, it is. You see, look into his eyes. This man is as honest as the day is long. More than I can say for you, you cheap Seamus. Pack your bags, Manly. You're fired. Gosh, Effie, that's a shame. It makes me all choked up thinking about leaving all my good friends here at the library. What's with the tone, Manly? Don't you know when you're not wanted? I'll miss you all, honest. Especially you, doghouse. How about we shake? I, uh, uh, gee, Lance. I'm gonna miss you, too. What's with the bashful act, doghouse? Just give me your hand. Why are you keeping it behind your back like that? Oh, no, no reason. Just, uh, uh, sanitation and stuff. Uh, no offense, no offense. Doghouse, show me your hand. Well, all, all right, here. Shake. I, I don't... Just uh, shake my hand, Doghouse. Well, Lance, if it's all the same to you, I'd just as soon as give you a Boy Scout salute. Uh, what's this all about? For heaven's sakes, Doghouse, just shake his hand so he'll leave. Well, there it is, Doghouse, practically in order. Put her there. Oh, oh. Did I hurt you? No. Well, you see, that's funny, because I can see how badly swollen that hand of yours is from here. I barely squeezed it, and you made like a vice was clamped on. What is the meaning of this? Doghouse hurt his hand, boss. He hurt it when he clipped my jaw last night in your office. What? I stayed late to get a look at those employee files, but someone beat me to it. Doghouse was in your filing cabinet when I came in. It was dark, so I wasn't sure it was him. We tussled. He clocked me. I got the bruise, see? And he's got the hand. I don't understand. If you look now, you'll see one of the Riley files is missing. Why don't we saunter over to your office and have a look-see? I don't know why you're spinning yarns, Manly, but you're all wet. See? There's Doghouse Riley's personnel file, and I found it right where it should have been. Right, but I didn't say Doghouse's file would be missing. I said a file from one of the Rileys would be. And I meant Doghouse Riley's mother and the library's former bookbinder, Mabel. What? Mabel's been retired for years. It's the only thing that adds up. The key to it all was your honesty, Doghouse. Your famous honesty. I never lie, Lance. I never. Of course not. And that's what gave me a solution to this puzzle. Whoever defaced our books needed three things. A typewriter, a whole lot of correcting fluid, and expertise in bookbinding. Your mother had all three. You gave her your typewriter because, as you said, you didn't use it much anymore since you started ordering supplies online. And because you did all those online orders, it was easy to pick up a massive quantity of correcting fluid. I thought I was at a dead end when I asked about that whiteout. Remember what you said to that doghouse? Sure, I said no, I never did order that. I, I, I didn't. And that stumped me up until our little altercation in this office last night. You dropped something in your haste, doghouse. You dropped this receipt. Good lord. He ordered an entire gross? 
Of liquid paper? Yeah. I'd asked him about whiteout. That's a brand name of correction fluid, just like liquid paper is. That gave him just enough wiggle room to weasel out of a confession. I'm sorry, Lance. Really, I am. It's just Ma. Uh-huh. She misses the library, but she was getting to the point where she couldn't do the work no more. She couldn't. Not in the right way, anyways. Doghouse? I know. I'm sorry. Sorry, I am. You better come clean. Were you supplying her with the books? Not exactly. I'd drive her to the library, and she'd pick one off the shelf that she thought needed improving. At first, she did all the work down in my room. I caught her at it more than once, but she couldn't stop. What about the typewriter? I really did throw it out, Lance. I really did. But she found it by the dumpster and took it home, stealth-like. That's where she's been working from for weeks. But how did she get the books? None of the defaced ones were checked out to her. I looked at the records. She just took them, boss. <gasps> no! Remember, she used to bring her work home with her? She did. In her mind, this ain't no different. She wasn't stealing the books. She was fixing them. Surely you tried to put a stop to this. I-I-I-I-I-I-I-I-I-I-I-I-I-I-I-I-I-I-I-I-I-I-I-I-I-I-I-I-I-I-I-I-I-I-I-I-I-I-I-I-I-I-I-I-I-I-I-I-I-I-